0: series. We've been talking about the uh, quality management principles. Yes. Did I get it right that time? Good enough. Okay. Thanks. Was it quality the way I got it? You said it was good enough. I don't know if that's a quality. Well, I have
1: not defined the success criteria for it. Okay. We don't have a KPI for this.
0: So Kyle mentioned in our first episode of this, if you missed it, you can always go back and listen to it. Please do. But ISO 9001 kind of skims over these principles, basically just listing them. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, The bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in. Check us out. Then get back to doing work that matters. All right. Yep. And so Kyle's theory is that people don't really pay attention to these principles like they should because an auditor can't check to make sure you're doing them. Nope. Not auditable at all. But these are very important factors. Incredibly. Kind of all contribute to the culture that we've talked about so many times on here. So we've already talked about the first... Five principles, mm-hmm. which was customer focus, leadership, engagement of people, process approach, and improvement. Yes. I did not memorize those. I am reading them from my paper. <laughs>
1: well, you could have come off looking awesome.
0: <laughs> I could have, but I'm, I can't lie. So number six is evidence-based decision making.
1: So this sounds like a fluff term, and until you really dig into it, it kind of is. Um, recently I finished reading, uh, Jim Collins, uh, great by choice, really good book. Of course, anything Jim Collins does seems to be, um, but he has, uh, in a model that he calls a uh, smack, right? So I kind of like the idea it's like smack dab in the middle of your program. And we actually have our own, uh, uh, guidance sheet based off of it. And the idea is that you need to have a set of principles for your organization that are specific methodical, S-M, and little a, consistent. And this is based in part by empirical creativity. And I like that term because you need to have numbers to back up the decisions you make, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one thing when you're sitting at a round table and you've got all these great ideas. Well, what if we did that? What if we did this? What if we did that? What if we did this? That's great, but you need to have some sense um, say some sense you need to have some numbers on a sheet of paper that can back up the decision okay if we do this we expect a potential return of okay otherwise you're just throwing darts at a board and you don't know where the board's at and you're blindfolded but you (laughs) might have been a great throw you just didn't hit anything
0: right so evidence-based decision making yes
1: this Applies really big, too, when you have uh, problems that you've encountered, corrective actions. So we're not talking about the continual improvement side, which which is fun. But now we're looking at corrective actions and we're responding to problems, which, by the way, is still part of continual improvement. (laughs) Um, You have to have an expectation for the outcome before you put the fix into place. That sounds really common sense, like, duh, Kyle, of, of course we need that. You'd be amazed at how many times people just slap a bandaid on and run with it. And
0: I don't even think slap a bandaid on, just try something new and let's see how it goes. Yeah. And, but then when you see how it goes, you have nothing to measure it against because right. you didn't write anything down. Mm-hmm. Was this worth our trouble?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I... what's
0: going to make it worth our trouble?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, we're, Trying uh, different things with sales marketing right now, and so I was talking to uh, one of our salesmen this morning, and he had this uh, this idea for you know a video he wanted to put out on LinkedIn, and I'm like, great, I love it, I love the idea, it sounds fantastic. Here's what I want you to do is I want you to take a sheet, in your notebook, I want you to write down the video, details about the video, what you think you're going to get out of it. And then in a week's time, we're going to reassess, did you get any of the likes? Mm -hmm. Did you get any of the comments? Did you get the conversations you were looking for? If not, maybe we can analyze why. Um, And if you did, great. What do we think contributed to that? Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to sit down and re-review, yes, a single social media post in a week to see how it did. Because before we make this an ongoing part of what we
0: do for a marketing campaign, I want to know, is this... Wasting my time. Yeah, because there's so many things you can chase. Yep. That you know may or may not be worth it, and you have to analyze them to know if they're worth it or not. Or yeah. you end up wasting a lot of time. And that's the idea. And we're speaking from experience. Yes, we
1: are <laughs> again. Um, we're not sitting up in some ivory castle. We've learned these, uh, these lessons at the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the idea of evidence-based decisions.
0: So some of the actions they have listed here is to make all data needed available to the relevant people. Again, sounds pretty common sense, yep. but I feel like that's not always done.
1: No, not at all. Um, and depending on your organization, especially the software that you're using to, to manage your the, the show is like, it can be really difficult sometimes to get that data. You know, uh, some software solutions, you know, it's just kind of the IT guy that knows the database, but he doesn't have a clue about how the business is going. So you might ask for data and you, you get crap in return. You know, other times with smaller businesses, it might just be a bunch of paperwork that we're kind of keeping track of and we've got to go through and analyze and review. So you have to know the data that's important to you to make sure it's available. Now, some of this is with the roundtable kind of spitballing. Hey, it would be great if. Hey, it would be great if. Okay, well, sit down and try a couple of those and then document what you're going to keep on an ongoing basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and one that, again, I think is funny because it's common sense. Ensure people are competent to analyze and evaluate the data as needed.
1: No kidding. I mean, No kidding. <laughs>
0: Which I think goes back to when we talked about um, process mapping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I brought up the uh, emotional testing and mm-hmm. kind of touchy-feely to mm-hmm. see where people are good. Like, okay, so you've got this accounting. Is that really where they're good at doing that? Are they good at analyzing this kind of data? Yep. Hmm, maybe, yep. maybe not. No, So uh,
1: it's, it's true. You know, that's one thing that, uh, again, my old company that I often got tasked with. Um, is I was really good at running through the numbers. I knew the business well enough. So when they were getting ready to have some board meeting or whatever else was going on, right, it was, hey, Kyle. And, you know, I was someone that understood the business well enough, I understood the software solutions, and I was able to get them, you know, the numbers that they needed. Mm-hmm. But it, it can be tough. It sounds like a no-brainer, but it can be tough.
0: Well, I was about to turn the page and go on to the next principle, but I read this last one. Because I think it's important to make decisions and take actions based on evidence. Yes. Balanced with experience and intuition. Yes. So for people that are those numbers kind of people and say, but the numbers say. Right. It's a good idea. Yeah. Well, we got to balance it with experience and into, well, the mu- numbers might say, but we've tried it before and it was a real flop. You know, whatever the case may be. It is.
1: But this is the thing. It is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Is you have to you hit the, the nail on the head there. It is a balance of the right people in the right place with the right focus. This is a cultural problem. And you wouldn't expect that when it starts with the word evidence. You don't think evidence based? Oh yeah, that's a cultural thing right there, right? That that's a how we do business thing. That's just mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. Yes and no.
0: Yeah, you've got to have the right people in there, which comes yeah. from, you know, relationships and mapping uh-huh. and good leadership yep. and knowing what fits your business when you hire.
1: It, it, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it it comes down to a a balance between well, I've got a gut feel that this is what we should do. Mm-hmm. Which this example I use this morning—that's
0: what I said, intuition. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, you know, it's like again, a sales guy. He he had this uh this, this great idea. It's like, man, I got a gut feel. I think this will be good. Like, good, go for it. Let let's run a little experiment here mm-hmm. and see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I had it again, kind of on the sales marketing side of things, which you know, quality is quality, no matter where you're at, but. I had this uh, little experiment I wanted to do and we're still trying to gather data on it is what if we do handwritten notes to people, handwritten mm-hmm. letters, and we send it in snail mail with a handwritten address on there? Mm-hmm. Are we? How is the response to these prospects going to be versus just our standard email and phone calls? Mm-hmm. And so we're still trying to gather data on it for the reason that we want to know is this an, a good investment is of this our time? Worth my time? Yeah. And so there's and
0: materials and you know, yes. there's financial that goes into there it is. too. Stamps ain't cheap. No. <laughs> Stamps ain't
1: cheap. And when you start putting a, a pen and a nice, you know, little booklet in there like <laughs> <laughs> But the point is you have to you have to have the balance. You got to have a gut feel to try something new, but you have to evaluate if
0: it was mm-hmm. worth it. Mhm. I agree. Okay, and the last one, again, not ironically, (laughs) is relationship management. Yes. So all this that we've talked about is relationships, Mm -hmm. but you have to manage those relationships.
1: And it's not just the internal relationship management, but external as well. So if we're talking Mm -hmm. about in the older version of the standard, they listed this as uh, supplier relationships. Um, And so now it's just kind of relationship management, and Mm it's kind of updated it a little um, but it's simple stuff like, uh, you know, what if the neighborhood behind your shop, you know, is it's your, uh, all the shop noise are still too noisy for that neighborhood. And you didn't even know they were there because there's a grove of trees between you and the houses. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And so you have to worry about that.
0: Well, that's the first action is to determine relevant interested parties, and they list such as suppliers, partners, customers, investors, employees, and society as a whole, Yep. and their relationship with the organization. Mm -hmm. Then determine and prioritize interested party relationships that needed to be managed. Yeah. So first, we got to list all the relationships. Yep. And then which one of those need to be managed Mm -hmm. and what priority level, like how seriously do we need to manage these relationships? Yeah,
1: I mean, absolutely. So let's take the same example. Say we got a a machine shop and they're grinding and man, sometimes when you're grinding, especially if you're grinding on some pipe, you get up to 130, 140 decibels just Mm -hmm. booming out the end of that pipe. Well, again, if there's a neighborhood behind you, Mm -hmm. you know, half a mile away That's still above 80 decibels by the time it hits them, Mm -hmm. and that's above noise ordinances. So you want to take some effort into that. So in that case, you know, this uh, interesting party of the neighborhood behind you is really critical. But on the other hand, if you're an electronics manufacturer, mm, geeks with circuit boards don't make a lot of noise. Right. So you, you have to think about it, and this goes back to what we just came from. The evidence-based decision-making. And you just have to know these details. You have to learn them. You have to figure them out. And you might be like, well, I I don't know what I need to worry about.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You don't know what you don't know.
1: You start listing. Just start listing. Seriously, just get a a sheet of notebook paper, chart paper, whatever it is. Slap it down on the board or on the table and just have people start listing stuff. The good old-fashioned elementary brainstorming session. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you sort through that, and that's where this balance comes into play. Someone in the room will have a good gut feel about how important something is. You can discuss it, and then take a look at the numbers, take a look at the evidence, and see if it's worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I think in the first one of these, I mentioned an example from uh, the container store about how Mm-hmm. In the 2008 recession, this was the first time they'd ever really uh, lost profit. And, you know, they, I guess, had a good rela- – uh, they'd always paid their employees well and ha- had great relations with the folks, had a really good, strong culture. But this was the first real challenge that had come along. And so instead of laying folks off, they started trying to find new innovative ways to take care of things. And so they, you know, instituted like an employee furlough program where you could choose, you know, which days you would take unpaid because their idea was it was better for everyone to suffer a little than anyone to suffer a lot. Okay. Good idea in these times as well. Um, But because they had built such a strong culture of trust that the employees then started talking to the suppliers. And their suppliers who they had also had years-long great relationships Mm -hmm. with started finding ways that they could cut costs. And could help them out in different programs to, mm-hmm. to to keep the price, the cost low so that they could stay in business. Mm-hmm. Relationship management, it's way more than just some great business term we're going to yeah. throw around.
0: Yeah. Because if they hadn't developed those relationships, then it just would have been too yeah. bad. So sad. Yeah. See you later.
1: And oh, gosh, I can't remember where, where it was from. I think this was in the uh, Leaders Eat Last book by Simon Sinek. Um And he talks about an example of another company, similar type situation, and so they required that everyone take a mandatory furlough at some point that year. And so then employees, because again, they had this great relationship with the company and they believed in what they did, employees that could afford to take off more time offered to go unpaid – And, you know, take the furlough time for someone else that maybe Mm -hmm. couldn't afford to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, say you're a a single guy without a lot of responsibilities, and here's someone else over here, you know, a single mom with three kids. So they started doing this for each other.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, to say that quality matters is an understatement of the year.
0: I think they had something like that when I was teaching, like, for the – Example I can think of is if somebody is going through cancer treatment you know, okay. and they're an employee yeah. and I've got so many days, personal days or right. sick days or whatever saved up, I can donate some days. I love it. And, you know, it's totally by choice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if one of your friends or coworkers and your school gets together and all, you know, think about a school, well, the school I worked in, I don't know how many employees, 50, 100. Right. And you donate, everybody donates one day. Think Mm -hmm. of how significant that is. That's, you know, one less thing that they have to worry about. I know.
1: And all of this is under the umbrella of a quality management system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even have words because, like, this is something that I am so incredibly passionate about. Is I fully believe that the title of this podcast is not just coincidence. Quality truly matters. This Mm -hmm. is such a wonderful tool and lens to view your organization in and the differences that it can make in our world are just astounding and especially today in this you know weird world that we live in you know the economy just tanked out of nowhere and it's going to be a while before it can recover Mm -hmm. this is a way to truly make a difference and it's not Mm -hmm. just making a difference at the bottom line for the shareholders this is an everyday people from (laughs)
0: And I keep – I just keep thinking because I know your passion and I – we've read about several case studies on here where it makes such a huge difference. I just have to keep reiterating it's not going to be successful if you don't put in the planning and consider the culture. Yeah. Those two things are so huge because I think people see – like oh we tried that or this organization tried that it didn't work it's just right. something else it didn't work right. we're not going to spend money on that but it does if it's done right
1: yes it does and that's a
0: huge thing so again these are just the iso quality management principles mm-hmm. it's a free document yeah Kyle's going to put the link on there yep this is while the principles are listed in the standard they are not the They're descriptions in detailed so this is a really good um, yeah, it's a good publication. And it's a short
1: read. It's what? How many pages?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'd have Maybe, to look again.
1: What's the last? Less page than twenty. Here? Yeah, real short and big font <laughs> yeah. graphics. Like it's a real yeah. short read, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. These these are the principles that that you build upon, and none of this is 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 newer rocket science. It's just a good solid foundation of how to organize your team.
0: It's not it's not rocket science, but it's necessary to make it success successful. hundred percent. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. Why did you push that button? Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all listening, but we need to know that you're listening. So if you like what you heard, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Uh, You can even send me an email. Somebody's emailed me before dchambers at texasqa.com. Tell me what you think.